it's Nick Fury and his Island Commandos at a podcast. And we just had we just had a long conversation we're not gonna share with you guys, but maybe. Hey, I'm Henry Gilbridge, the host of Cape Crisis, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. And I'm here with the regular old co-host, the most coast, Chris Antisa. Oh, you thought it was going to be you. You took a deep breath. No, I was going to say, before I introduce myself, can I plug my phone in? Yes, there's an outlet next to the couch. Okay, I'll be back in a second. You keep going, Henry. That was when that guy said plug, I thought he was going to plug something. That, that was, was Brelston, B-R-E-L-S-T-O-N on Twitter. It was big baby Brett Elston, uh, Brelston on Twitter. And Tumblr? Is it Tumblr? Sequential Fart? Yeah, Sequential Fart on Trumbull, yeah. Uh, I believe he hit his record this week with a baby Spider-Man post. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I'm Chris Antista, the host of Laser Time, which did not air this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can apologize. Easy. Up to Daisy. People, yeah, my, uh, Spider-Man in a bassinet uh, mm-hmm. uh, on sequential fart, like eight thousand reblogs or whatever. On uh, people are still cool with. Uh, Did you get some notes on that? Some notes? Probably. Mm-hmm. People are still cool with not posting or with like every I'm, once in a while we miss a week in Cape Crisis. Usually it's people like due okay. to travel, but this was like some weird kind of exhaustion. I did move a lot of stuff over the week, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what happened. Like uh, I rolled up into a ball. Maybe slightly depressive. Mm. Whole. What's the matter? Mm. Every, <laughs> Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? My body's getting older and things suck. I don't understand what. No, I know it sucks to you know that you're thirty. I'm thirty-one now. Just like your twenties are behind you. Look at this. It's... In my e-cigarette dies in front of me, in front of everybody. Ugh, Jesus. Ask Brett what he's been reading. I have to go get a charger. Yeah. All right, man. Everybody, everybody has to charge something. Jesus Christ, Brett, you've been reading things. Um, not really. No, I'd move on. What? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. So new, new this week uh, was the new She-Hulk. What? Oh, I want to hear about this. I prevented you from talking about this in a you, like, scary moment. You screamed at me in the... Okay, so this is a great inside baseball. Is I, re- I mentioned as we're walking up the 1,800 stairs to Chris's apartment uh-huh. um, and going like, oh, yeah, I read the new She-Hulk. And uh, you go like, oh, what'd you think? I'm waiting for the reviews. And I'm like, well... And you yell, and, and by this point, my back is to you because you're behind me in the door coming in. And you yell with with a... No! <laughs> to this degree that sounds like you're being mugged. And I'm like, like in, in, in like a split second, I'm like, shit, did someone come in the door behind us? Is someone stabbing you? Is someone grabbing your bag and trying to yank it off of you? Mm-hmm. And I just turn around like, ready. I'm like ready for battle or to, or to run. Like I'm ready for something. And it's just you going like, wait for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Well, and I also, I said that in the apartment complex hallway so i was really worried at any moment someone was gonna come running out like what what's going on yeah like, it was done in a yeah, bad was, bad timing was, but okay i uh, i love she hulk i yeah, want to hear about she hulk's great i didn't even realize it was coming out i just woke up this morning i'm like oh, i'll probably be on cape crisis tonight what came out mm-hmm. superior spider-man and i'll probably buy that so yeah that's going on obviously the goblin war begins goblin war begins uh, the, un- the undoing of superior begins mm-hmm. and then uh I saw She-Hulk, so I bought it, and I mean, it's not the same. It's not Dan Slott, obviously, and it's not the same artist or anything. Mm-hmm. But the art and the writing and everything about it was very invocative. Is that the right evocative, word? evocative of uh, of the old Dan Slott series from like mm-hmm. ten years ago or whatever. It's very 
it's her being a lawyer, and it's, right. it's her, uh, and it, you know, Tony Stark's a guest star. But the thing I loved the most about it was like, it was a fun one shot. Like it was a number one that didn't set up like it wasn't part one of part sets. one of a saga that we're. It's like no, it's just like mm-hmm. she, she had a problem, she solved it, and this is all done in one issue. And the issue ends with, you know, a promise of more adventures, but mm-hmm. this story is done. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's totally the opposite of like, say, all new X Men, where just right. in the issue one, when the concept of it going in, you know, is they bring back the old X Men to the future yeah. or to now. At the very end of the issue, Beast just decides I should go back in time and get them. Like, come on, let's right, speed this yeah. shit up. Yeah. So, but it total opposite in, in She Hulk. She Hulk was great and uh, funny. I mean, yeah, it was pretty cute. I, I don't I don't know if I like laughed out loud, but I was mm-hmm. I was amused the whole time. It, it was definitely a pleasant thing to read. So if you're interested in you know a, if you're like me and just a big Marvel nerd ass, but are interested in like you know what is it when it's not being super serious and mm-hmm. but also not like kid comic, just like a bunch of jokes. Like yeah. it, it's this great middle line of it's serious when it needs to be. It's good dialogue. It's good art, but it it it's not just She Hulk punching everything. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was like the old ones. It was really like, wow, you actually kind of... It was almost as if you didn't miss a beat. It was pretty good. Well, the all-new Marvel now has just begun. Like, this is kind of the... Well, I guess within this month. This isn't the first week of it. I did grab... Well, I don't think since... I think since last time we talked, the Guardians of the Galaxy slash all-new X-Men crossover of the trial of Oh, yeah, you were talking that up. I started that, and that was fine. And then I read a little bit more of... uh, uh, Superman for all seasons, which I'm trying to finish, and uh, you know, I the way you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, continue. You you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, and that reminds me of uh, news I read that was like both bad and good. That I read that uh, Abnin and Lanning, the the two dudes who the the writer team that was responsible for most of the awesome stuff about cosmic, yeah. Especially the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Yeah, the whole Annihilation saga era. I, I read that they have like broken up as a oh, writing no. duo. They had some falling out that they're not talking about. Like, no. but, were they but on the plus side, one of them is working for Marvel again on a cosmic thing. They've what said. were they doing so. before? They wrote a million things. They just they've like they've written a bunch of this like Warhammer novels mm. together. Like it's crazy. Wow. I mean, they're like writing. I mean, I, I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you've seen my my schmaladin. Uh, yeah, but I I, I'm excited one, for that. I wish they would just grab one of them to be like, "Can you consult on this movie for us, just to make sure we don't run this thing off the rails?" I would hope they at least got a meeting or two to tell them how to do it, since it is their concept. Like they're well, basically their Guardians of the Galaxy concept got molded into what the movie is. Like, but isn't that a bit scary that there hasn't been a a, a public scene of Guardians? I of the know Galaxy it, at this it point? does make me worry that they're like they had, they had some footage ready and they're like. Ooh, it's, they're they're uh, going to mm. show it in front of Captain America in mm. a couple weeks, and that's had two to three trailers. Yeah, we. Yeah, it is true. You you saw a Captain America trailer like within a year of when uh, that. No, was the first out. Winter Soldier trailer was like was not last April. Mm, okay, but it was. I think it was with Iron. No, wait, no, I think it was with Thor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, maybe a little bit like, like they don't like we we think they do these things a year in advance, and it's like no Star Wars does that. Like <laughs> that that's a movie that yeah. advertises itself a year before, or the new Christopher Nolan film, something like that. But like these, these mm-hmm. especially Marvel, who has a very crowded slate, they don't want to mix the mass media mm-hmm. message of like, wait, how many movies am I supposed to be paying attention to? It's yeah. like 
No, right now, you pay attention to Captain America because we all know this is kind of an uphill battle for this character to make $300 million, but the buzz is good. Oh, man, if, it's really good. If we make a good trailer, we can get people, we can make this a success. Well, on the first ca- well, the, the first Captain America ended with a trailer of the Avengers, which was a year away. Right, but that was the Avengers. It was. An unprecedented was the culmination yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that. This is, and I bet Cap Two so ends. Who gets with, the uh, Avengers? Never mind. Don't want to know. Cap Two know. ends with an Avengers. They say that it is. Yes, they say Cap Two leads to the Avengers, mm. which really uh, does put Guardians in a weird place. Well, yeah, Guardians. <laughs> Guardians can just do be the run up to uh, to I guess Avengers Three, I suppose. Well, I mean, or just Thanos is their own thing. It's, just well, it's keep. definitely Nebula and Thanos are in it, and we know the Collectors in it. We Ronan works for Thanos. I yeah, know that and we know the gems. Are part of this in some way, so it's like I guess they're gonna have this cosmic shit resolving itself while Earth goes through this Ultron business, mm-hmm. which still involves Vision, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, yeah. uh, undoubtedly a lot of screen time for Robert Downey Jr. And you got to make it worth uh, Chris Hemsworth's mm-hmm. uh, time because he's getting tired of doing these. Yeah, he doesn't seem that into it. But yeah. Thor just made half a billion dollars, so well for Thor, <laughs> wouldn't he? I also feel for Hemsworth that he's like. You know, maybe I don't need to. Maybe I don't want to work out two hours every single day just to maintain zero percent body fat and perfect. Yeah, yeah. All packs. it's done is got me laid and paid. And, and He's probably fucked so much he doesn't care anymore. Like, yeah, there's got to be a boundary there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's just so it's so much going on. But what else? Paul Bettany is Vision. By yeah. the way, let's you brought it up. But it the, was the, the, the one you voice of Jarvis would be is Vision. Would be, I, I figured that voice would become Ultron or mm. could be Vision, yeah. but I guess that 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 obviously well, removes Ultron, Ultron. Ultron builds Vision in the comics, and I think right. they but might we can't, go with that too. I don't know that we can even use any of that as an example because eh, they I they bet, like to pull into that kind of stuff. What happened they, in Ultimates? How about that? Vision was like a. I didn't read uh, com- that shit. Ultimate Vision was completely unrelated to Ultron. By it was the a time, woman, right? It was a woman robot, but it was like... If it was Ultimates not written by Miller, there. by Mark Miller, I didn't care. Because mm. like, I read Ultimate Vision, all the backup stories uh-huh. and stuff. I read all that. And Ultimate Secret, Ultimate Nightmare, Ultimate Extinction. I read <laughs> Those all are lies. Those are such... They were not great. Yeah. Did you know... I was just looking this up recently that in the Ultimate Universe, like, Reed Richards became mega evil. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, the Avengers fought him. Yeah. He became back from the future and fought the Avengers with a new race of people. Yeah. They're just. I do like. When he's that a super pointy, uh, awful brain conehead. They're working so hard to just make it a totally different universe from Marvel. That's now, fine. Which That's is fine. Good. It's a little. It's it and is, death is permanent there. It's like, a little late, but it, ten I thought, years I too they brought late. Wolverine back. I don't. Not. I think it was Wolverine's son. Logan is not back. He mm. stayed dead, as far as I know. But uh, all right. But anyway, Chris, you sounded like you had read something. Because I said me, me, me? Yeah. I don't attention, man. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, uh, I, I jumped back into Invincible, and somebody had sent me, I got the Invincible on, omnibus. Uh, I'm like, okay. uh, man, I love Invincible so much. I only read the hardcover, so it's, it's been a while since one of those. Well, it's just that those, those, most everything on Image releases at two ninety nine, and mm-hmm. I don't know why that seems so much more fair than three ninety nine. Like, ah, why not? Yeah, it's just I'm $1. Feeling it, let's just do it. Uh, Brett was saying he read the new She-Hulk, which I haven't read, but for some reason, uh, there was a sale. Though. It's two ninety nine also. Yeah, it is, it is two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. but I read the Dan Slott She-Hulk, which, which oh, I think I'd read a little great. bit of, and, but it, it was very fun. Yeah. I love those. Those are so good. 
Very fun. But written by a man. What does he know? <laughs> yeah, and I mentioned last week I got kind of confused. So, like, Miss Marvel Oh, I is... read Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was great. I, I, yeah. I, I'm very curious to see where that's going. Yeah, it's a weird... So, I looked her up, that Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. So... Star Trek? And I didn't know who... I didn't know she was, but she's teased. So, she's teased in Captain Marvel's comic. Uh-huh. And so, a, a lot of those were on Marvel Unlimited, so I caught up on those, and that comic was not that great. Captain Marvel. It just and I want to like that character. No, I'm just it, struggling really hard. It was good, but it had such in, I think inconsistent art was one of the things that hurt. Well, definitely it, the art's all over the place, but and sometimes the art's so weird it's good, but it's definitely just so inconsistent. Like it it every two issues it changes completely and it's like yeah. it's hard to get a vibe for this comic. Um, also the first six issues of that World War II story, I'm like I don't care and then they're like <laughs> flying all over time and well whatever. It it kind of sorts itself out with this. Uh, what's the storyline that it ended with? Because it just oh, the Carol Corpse thing, or when she wipes her mind to save the world, kind of thing. I don't know, but it's it's the storyline that it's right where Marvel Unlimited ran out because mm-hmm. it's always six months behind, which is a little too far back. But whatever. Um, that's kind of where Kamala Khan shows up first, and it's kind of cool because she shows up. Uh, it's just a panel in the background of, like, issue 10 or something. Okay. I, forget the, I forget the actual issue numbers. But if you go back, you can actually look and see this girl in the background who's being saved by Captain Marvel. And that is kind of the origin moment when she sees huh. Captain Marvel swoop in and save them. From how long ago? Like a year and a half? Wow. Year. Nah, seven months. Seven months. No, because this is, like, not even the new. Well, it's- Captain Marvel ended at number 17, and that was only a couple months ago. I guess that's true, yeah. So, a while. Yeah. Um, But then I guess she shows up, because Marvel Unlimited hasn't caught up, but she shows up in other issues. But I guess what actually happens is she is part of the fallout of Inhumanity and uh, what what triggered Inhumanity? Infinity. Infinity. Goddamn, Marvel's the worst with this stuff lately. Uh, But it triggered all the Inhuman stuff to go on all over the planet, all Mm -hmm. these people with latent Inhuman powers. Apparently, she's one of the people with latent inhuman powers, and she has shape-shifting abilities. Oh, okay. That is why she looks different at the end, but how she actually gets any Miss Marvel powers or whatever, the issue, the comic has yet to explain that. Huh. But that's kind of what's going on. No, uh, I, I, again, that's Or at least that's what I read. But I also me, said, but... like, oh, the artist is a woman because I read Adrian, apparently is a man. Um, but, Sexist. but the cover artist is a woman, and that's what I was really going off of. But yeah, the inside art is a man, and also I, for some reason, thought the X Men comic, just simply X Men, was written by a woman, but it's not. Better not be. Uh, it's just an all woman cast, and then like one of the editors is a woman. That's where I was, whatever. But that the comic is also good. Uh, I don't think I've read anything. I caught up with anything else. I've been. I read a couple more issues in my Inhumans, uh, like Stanley trade. Oh, like where it's like old, yeah, the old okay. stuff. Um, but I, that's just because I, I have this weird, like undefined interest in Inhumans, where I've read a ton of crap. But like, I read Silent War and Realm of Kings. And I have no memory of any of that, <laughs> and it's hard to even know what even matters really anymore. Because yeah. it's like it's all the same world. It's not like you know DC where it's like, oh, is that still relevant? It's like technically it's all still relevant with Marvel because it all still happened. It all happened. But I'm like. The status quo has been done and undone 
that I don't even remember. Mm, that it doesn't matter. Any, it doesn't well, even matter. Because, yeah. like, in that, in one of those, like, Gorgon got re-put through the Terra Genesis mist and got <laughs> mutated further. Yeah. And I don't think that's still there's, happening. There's a thing with... That's a th- that is a thing with Marvel. We, we, we constantly negatively harp on DC right. for all it re- reboots. Mm-hmm. But there is a thing in Marvel that when you read an old Marvel comic... You'll see something. You'll you'll see something that is like very important to the character then, but is like five status quos ago. Yeah, and it's what I like about Dan Slott that sometimes he'll he will recognize that, and a bystander character will say to someone, "Well, hey, wait a minute. Why do you hate Iron Man? Because you worked for him like ten years ago, right? And then he fired you because you were too good for, or you were too strict, and." Yeah. They'll just then hand wave it away like, all right, come on, we're not talking right. about that. Because I don't mind getting those little like, oh, right, I kind of remember all that. Yeah. Um, it was one of my favorite moments in in, uh, in in this Squirrel Girl comic where she's talking to, uh, I, I know I brought this up before on the show, but Penance, a.k.a. Speedball, right. who became Penance. Yeah. And Penance was like, I killed those kids. I don't, I need to be Penance now. And she was in love with Speedball. And she's just like. Dude, no, you didn't kill him. Nitro killed him, the bad guy. He blew them up like like bad guys do. And then he's like, no, I should be held responsible. And then she said, the Avengers just like destroyed half of the state of Washington. They were involved in it. Nobody, nobody is mad at them at all. And then he said, I killed people. It was all over TV. And then she said, Tony Stark... While drunk, <laughs> flew his Iron Man suit and accidentally killed a senator, and he is the director of defense. <laughs> so yeah, I like that when when if you he still Dan Slott comes in it from a place of love. He loves Marvel continuity, but he also can make fun of it. Sure. it uh, that's I like that. But I, I I feel like once a week I have to say how much I love Dan Slott, and uh, you know we passed it now. I did. It. He's a, so. he's a little Marvel mar- microcosm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does true. seem slightly separated from. Well, the though the Superior is his most like I I love that he's being so successful. He started out as like he was a, a he was just this fanboy intern mm-hmm. who then got, when he got work he got put on the fucking Red and Stimpy books. Which I, I have out. on my shelf. No, one. I read those as a kid. When I found mm-hmm. out that he was Dan Slott, they had such funny episode mm-hmm. issues. They had one that he wrote that was a Choose Your Own Adventure comic, which was so fucking funny. Because it was like, you're on page three. Turn to page eight to see this answer. And they went and he put in like three fake pages that you would never be told to go to. But if you were flip through and cheating and you saw like, this was it was a it was like a Commander Stimpy cartoon, wow. but then you turn the page and they were at a prom arguing. Oh boy, right. and they were at a prom arguing, and it made no sense <laughs> because you couldn't get to that point from the page. And he had another one called like the Cheap Issue, where characters turned invisible or they hung out in the dark, <laughs> or it was just all these like cop outs to not draw. It was it was really just funny, fantastic. See, so, yeah, he covers. started out off on the shitty like kids mm-hmm. books. Doing a great job, mm-hmm. then like wrote like backup stories for New Warriors, and then got on the joke book of like um, the Great Lakes Avengers, and that finally got him. <laughs> that finally got him a big enough name that he got to work on She-Hulk. Yes. and then that slowly built to he got to be one of the writers. He also wrote for the Superman Adventures comic book, the one based on the cartoon, yeah. and he actually did some really good Superman stories that in there. And he wrote for really Batman cool. as well. 
And then he got to be on the team of writers for the Amazing Spider-Man reboot, Brand New Day. And then he finally got to be the writer. And like, it, and then he gets to be in the... He's writing one of the top-selling books in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Anyway. fascinating. I, I also read uh, the Punisher number one. How is that? Uh, it's just... Well, it, I'm always so wary of reading any more Punisher. He's had... Me I too. think he's had 20 number ones at this point. Because yeah, just like, the Punisher number one. Yeah, because the Punisher Max, it's 10 years old at this point, but, like, that was the definitive, like, I don't know, like, super... To do, what else do you do Like, with super him? mean, super gritty, but it's like, that's who this character would be, and I'm done with it. Once Garth Ennis <laughs> wrapped it up, I'm like, I'm good. Like, this was great, but and it, I don't know it, what else to do with him. It more speaks to... I don't understand how you hook anybody on a $4 yeah, preview issue. That, that too. Because he shows glimmers of like, I'm a very mean person. I shot your hand off because you didn't give me the right answer. And it's not even a Max book and it just looks disgusting. And then it's there's parts of it where he's the most human and uh, relatable Punisher you've ever met. It's just such a slow burn. I'm not... But it was just like, why would... that's That would be like... Great for free comic book day when you want mm-hmm. to get me into a Punisher series. Yeah, it's just and, that, so that, I have no opinion right now because he didn't really do anything. Yeah, that's a great example of like that in the new X Factor where I'm like, I bought one four dollar comic that didn't do anything. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna do this again. I hate when they're writing for trade and they're like, it is a yeah. specific pacing that. It, oh, excuse me. He has longer hair. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I like the that specific pacing works in an original graphic novel. Yeah, like yeah. if you're buying into it, and you're like, okay, this oh, is wait, an OGN. Shit. I know it's up. I don't want to sound stupid. I, I can't look this up. But if if the guy who draws Hawkeye is not drawing Punisher, it's a guy who draws exactly like it. Well, no, they can't afford. It's not David Aja. Okay, but he's a very powerful. Like everybody likes that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see he's, he's Marvel so tweeted today? Like the new Secret Avengers comic that's coming out that no i didn't see that i think that's it but they're like oh here's a page from it and it's black widow hawkeye and some dark-haired girl i couldn't tell who it was because they're all in bathrobes so it could be mm-hmm. maybe jessica drew mm-hmm. maybe i don't know jessica, right. but it's like the art style is like i don't know if it's aja i'm gonna guess not nah. but it's like you are really going for that style because it's like mm-hmm. that kind of very clean contrasty yeah like, it's a very, it's. I think it would be easy to imitate poorly if you're if you're in. But it's just weird. It was like ability. having read all those Hawkeye comics. It was like, wow, this is you really trying to do this again with an Avengers book because it was yeah. like they're all in bathrobes doing something weird, and it's like, oh, you, oh, Clint. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is. Bizarre. Well, meanwhile, Hawkeye is like so awesome, but they publish it so infrequently. Like mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that I yeah. forgot to keep reading it. Well, there hasn't really Post been pizza dog. There hasn't been many issues it's since been like pizza three, dog. Actually. Yeah, but three in I a year. For, I for, I keep forgetting to stay up with Mark Wade's Daredevil. It's really good. Well, I mean, I like by over? the collection. Well, it's it, almost over, and then about to be rebooted. Because uh, I'm like, I he's moving Dare- to San Fran. Is, Is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark Wade's totally coming on this show. Oh man! It, well, no, well, I mean Daredevil is, and you have to use your former connection. I know. Does he remember me? He, I know he does. Oh, that's right. I know he will. I I would love yeah. to be to finally bust that out sometime to be that guy's like. Do you remember in, ten years ago I came up to you in Metropolis, Illinois, and had you signed my Fantastic Four Unthinkable Part One, <laughs> and it was in like the city hall of, but it was I was the only one there, and. Mm-hmm. And just for him to be like, 
No. Why would I? Like, or I, or yeah. in that off chance that he's one of those people like, yeah, it was a weird day because for some random reason I do remember that weird shit because I sat there for four hours and nobody fucking came up to me because they put me in the corner of the city hall mm-hmm. and not where everyone was standing for <laughs> Superman Day. It was so weird. I walked, like, it's just like, city, uh, ah, downtown Metropolis. Like, this town is a shithole. Like, yeah. I say that with love in my heart, but man, Metropolis, You're Illinois, from that area, the, you could say. The whole area is like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and not just Metropolis, like... This town needs a Superman? Cairo. I thought you were going to say Cairo. 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 Like, everywhere down there. It's just, woo. Um, but, 608th wonder of the world. That Mark Wade talks. But just like, yeah. it's a Superman thing, and it's like, he's like... if Even if you walk, open the door, the door might hit him. Like the way the swing door swings backwards in this like in this like town hall room, wow. and, and when I say town hall, I mean like barely bigger than your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like this is anyway. Yeah, well, I think this is a nice. It's way bigger than my kitchen. Thank but you. Uh, Brett's seen my kitchen. Ooh, people what? know. Yeah, hey, what? Describe your kitchen. I think What's there was a pizza box in the floor. I mean, there's like a stack of six of them, but I, I just need to take them out. I Papa just haven't. Yes, yeah. but I mean, you know, they're, they're not like recent ones. It's not like I've eaten six pizzas in two weeks or something. That's the problem. I haven't. I thought it would <laughs> the be fact worse that they're, I, the fact that you're suggesting they're twelve weeks old. Well, it's just so hard to like pick it's up not, a box. It's and never hard it. to throw garbage away. It, it's hard for me. There's no there's no set of circumstances <laughs> short of barbarians outside your door. It's raining and your four flights up. Very hard. I'm one Very flight hard. up. Somehow, somehow it's manageable. Very hard. When you're not dealing with that situation, exactly. <laughs> when it's hypothetical. When there's four feet of snow, somehow the garbage still got taken Look, out. didn't live like that. You know, I was surprised last week that there were so many commenters that when I said slightly positive things about the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. that like they were all just like, it's for babies, it's fucking bullshit. Watch Spectacular Spider-Man. I'm like, jeez. All right. I take it back. But, uh, yeah, but that, that one has but, been made with babies in mind. It was made for well. babies. Like, yeah, there's it's no not, Spider-Man anything not yeah. made for babies to enjoy. This is a point, you know, it's funny now to see this shit because, so, you know, we grew up, we, uh, all we talk about on this fucking network is when we were 10 years old. But That's not true. But when we were 10 years yeah, old. Well, in, my, in my day. When we were 10 Invincible years old, things were very crystallized. I, I was thinking about this with the new Sonic Boom game <laughs> that got announced this week. Uh-huh. So, but wait, this is, this, I'm not saying a negative thing about Sonic Boom. Uh, but why would you? It's an interesting circumstance. So, like, 91 was when Sonic crystallized for us. And we, be, we liked Sonic as much as we were ever going to when we were 10. I'd say 92 is one. 92, all right. But but anyway, from, from then on, then fast forward to 1999. They reboot Sonic, basically, with Adventure. Right. Redesign. That was these kids' games, and we we had to kind of just see Adventure and be like, either, oh, that looks pretty, and I then eventually it. just go like, eh, what is Sonic anymore? Then they made those Sonic games for these kids, for those kids. That was 15 years ago. Those kids are grown up, and now I've... So, uh, Sega hasn't called it a reboot, but I do feel like this is this is Sega again saying, "This is Sonic for new kids now. You yeah. guys are too old for Sonic, and now so this whole this is one of those times where that whole generation has to yeah. be told you're too old for this, yeah. and we don't no, care." Like the moment they shut up, I tweeted like, "There's a chance these Sonic designs aren't for us," uh-huh. and we and, had to put up with this once before already. Yeah, it's like everyone who's ten years younger than me, welcome to the world. Like <laughs> shit, you. 
<laughs> shit you liked got old, and then the people who made it made a new one. Like, well, well, welcome to Transformers. Welcome to He-Man. Welcome to fucking Ninja Turtles. Welcome to everything. It's a good, it's a good place to bring that up because comics somehow... There's a bit of backlash every time that's mm-hmm. something's rebooted, but like the amount of backlash for Sonic, like there's, it's impossible, it's impossible that eighty percent of you saying this care. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. impossible. I think it's fun to make fun of Sonic, but I don't care. And yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like I, I stopped caring at Sonic mm-hmm. 3D Blast. And, and what should? Would, what and I'd I, say not having Sonic Team make a Sonic game is a step in the right direction at this point. What I, what you guys can't say these things. I'm I just use my. Love of Disney, because like Mickey Mouse has technically sucked <laughs> since the 1940s, uh-huh. and the studio has never ever given up on trying to make him more relevant and mm-hmm. palatable to every generation that's followed. And they spent a lot the of money one, making a video go, game on you that. Go to that Disney, I, lo- I thought the first game was amazing, and yeah. I played the second. Uh, they, they go to the Disney store now. Have you seen the new Mickey shorts? You saw the Tokyo yeah, one, right? Yeah, those, yeah, those yeah. were fantastic. Those were great. Fantastic, and that's what's involved when someone tries to. I wish they weren't flash animation, but they're they, not flash animation. They basically, are they're not. They're better than that. <laughs> they're Samurai Jack esque. How about that? Okay, sure. There we go. But Samurai Jack was on ink and paper, on hey. ink and cells. Was it? It looks. Yeah, they uh, they talked. Whatever this is about that. Mm-hmm. You're uh, right. It's about uh, Sonic. <laughs> Let's get back on topic, guys. Right, Sonic so I, Boom. Well, that's why I think some of the weirdest Sonic fans are the ones who like the Archie comics well, because that's, that's, that's been that is very comic book continuity. It's mm-hmm. twenty years solid of stuff. They actually somebody, did kind of do a reboot recently. Somebody but. wrote a mind blowing essay a long time ago. I talked about it on our other our other podcast, but it was part. Of, you can separate the Sonic audience with the character of Sally Acorn. Because mm-hmm. Sally Acorn never exists in any of the games, yeah. but is quintessential to the comic. To she the comic is the and girl the for him. I was subscribed to that comic till like high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was the it, to this day the only comic I think I was ever like I'm gonna mail in and subscribe to a comic book. I'm gonna check that checklist and finally yeah, send it and in. I did, and I got like, Sonic list. number one all the way till like num- practically number hundred. Well, he or starts 50, as a real maybe. hedgehog. He's like brown. Well, no, he's suit. it's just super cartoony. Like it was based on the ABC version. Of well, the show. no, no, no. It's ABC no, was based on the Archie one. Yeah, Archie defined the canon for Sonic. And Sunday, he, he start yeah, out Saturday morning, ABC was based on was based on I Archie. Just came, st- I thought they started around both around the same time. They might have been being developed at the same time, but the comic, because it's a comic, it was done before the cartoon, I so see. it came out. Because they started in the the show started in ninety three. Yeah, yeah, and Sonic wasn't even two years old when those started. I'm sorry. I know the comic came out before the show. I, I, I'm probably right. I, I still have number one. I found it at home in my old poly bag, which boy, it feels weird to even think of like what a poly <laughs> bag is even anymore. Last thing about Archie and Mark Wade, uh, he's he's doing this miniseries rebooting a comic that like only Mark Wade would even remember. That Archie comics went in the '60s when there was a boom. When the, when the golden when the silver age began, they're like, "Hey, we can do superheroes too," and they made up their own superheroes. Like the Fox was the number one guy coming up on the Fox. The Fox, and so now Mark Wade has been writing the Fox, this Fox miniseries that is getting a lot oh. of positive buzz. Like, really, I, I need to check yeah, it out. Yeah, the the afterlife with Archie comic is people are really like that. It's you. I, I'm not even sure if it's good. I can just never get over the fact that it's it's batshit insane. It's <laughs> happening. Le- like officially, legally. Archie's weird. 
The, the what Archie was the thing you guys weird. mentioned last week about Joker and Superman? Was there something? It was like... the digital only Adventures of Superman comic, That's um, written by Max Landis from Chronicle. Yes, and, and uh, writer of Chronicle. <laughs> I gotta get that. The son, oh. son of John Landis, who killed people. I met John Landis. I know he killed people. I know. Are we? Uh, where are we at? Time. We're good. We should take a break. All right. Well, when we come back from the break, we got some spoilers to talk about. Other casting news about the show Gotham. Yeah, and the question of the week. Oh, and trivia too, baby. Welcome to the break, guys. This is Henry Gilbert saying thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast that I host. I appreciate all you listeners all the time, every day. But if you would like to show your appreciation back at us, go to lasertimepodcast.com and help out in all these different ways. There's the PayPal button on the left side of the screen. You click on that, you can donate. Give a little money to help us out and keep things moving smoothly. If you'd like to support us by buying a t-shirt, there's a t-shirt store right beneath that donate button. Or on the right side of the screen, there's links to a bunch of shit you can buy on Amazon. But if you just click on that link and buy anything on Amazon through that tab, a little bit of money comes our way. And you can also go to bandcamp.com and download uh, special commentary tracks we've done for the first five episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. and for the TV uh, and for the movies. Um, well, for a bunch of movies. You can download those right there and help us out. And now, also, I will mention iTunes. That's what I should do next. And go to iTunes. If you are downloading this on iTunes, be sure to subscribe and give us some new reviews in the review section on iTunes. That always helps us out. Lastly, Hank's Corner's Pick of the Week. I messed that up, but, you know, we're just going to move on. But... The, my picks are double pick this week because I bought two old Wolverine comics that I actually had never really read before. And uh, one is the original Wolverine miniseries by uh, Chris Claremont and Frank Miller, which is all about Wolverine going to Japan, marrying Mariko, all that stuff. It's it's really fun. It is slightly dated just in the way that Chris Claremont's stuff always is with a hundred words, word balloons popping up all the time. In the middle of a fight, which, you know, doesn't really make sense to think about it, but it's fun. It's just a little dated. And then Barry Windsor Smith's Weapon X miniseries, which is very artsy, like lots of quiet stuff and very like definitely experimental for Marvel, Marvel in the 90s, early 90s or late 80s. And it, it, it's it both of these things establish us stuff that you take for granted about Wolverine now that didn't even happen until then. Like these set up these background things for Wolverine that 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 nobody even knew about him and they're they're both so cool just really interesting background stuff on wolverine you can buy either of those books on amazon physical copy i think a lot of them have kindle versions too you can buy through amazon on the site go to the post for this week's episode to see the link to it and now back to the rest of the show Kids, there's nothing more cool than being hugged by someone you like. But if someone tries to touch you in a place or in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's no good. It's your body. No one has the right to touch you if you don't want them to. 
So what do you do? First, you say no. Then, you get out of there. <laughs> Most important, you gotta tell someone you trust. Like your parents, your teacher, a police officer. Or a priest. <laughs> God, just that. You gotta that, that, get that, out of there. That, okay, so many just things. Just stick on your thumb. The, <laughs> the music in the background that's just like the placeholder in every episode. Du, 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 while like this like borderline insanity of that show that would become the basis of YouTube poop 15 years <laughs> later. Just like robot. Like thinking about the world where that version of Robotnik even exists is just yeah. like. How does the world not fall off its axis? Everything is so bonkers and like. What I like, I love about that show that it's so like ugly it's and such like a horrific drawn, show. But like, it's such a it's such a terrible misfire. And then when you see the clips of like Sonic Boom, it's just so well, it, it's so professionally done and just like sharp. But it has no, it may not yeah. have any spirit to it. But it's the, just that, that Adventures of Sonic, like the, the the weekday one, was definitely so dumb it was great. <laughs> I wanted to find. I wanted to find. There was that one YouTube poop was just somebody had modified Doctor Robotnik's voice to say Sonic is gay, <laughs> yeah. and I so I typed in Sonic is gay on YouTube, and that is a preview window you do yeah. not want to walk down <laughs> anymore. Ooh. It did not show the clip I wanted did not show up, but a lot of other stuff did. Sonic Man. is Ugh. gay. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, speaking of Scarlett Johansson, like we were over the break too. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I I was surprised that uh, I didn't. I was glad they got rid of her long hair from her first appearance yeah. in Iron Man too. Yeah, because looking, going back and really looking at these pictures. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I'm not as Black big a Widow fan. should have short hair. Just, yeah, I do like her short hair look. Well, I mean, even her shoulder length look from like the Daredevil era, mm-hmm. uh, like more modern uh, than Bendis Maleev era, which is where my infatuation really took off. But but her nineties eighties nineties short hair look was also good too. Where and the movie one is like this in between. It's not quite mm-hmm. the super boy haircut of, yeah. of the Infinity Gauntlet time period, but also boy would have that haircut. You know what I mean? Just pixie uh, cut. I don't know. The Michael Hank, the one from uh, Funny Games. I had never. But instead, it's like this nice in between. It's not the it's Macaulay. Mm-hmm. The Macaulay. <laughs> I whenever somebody ever brings up Michael Shannon, I think about seeing his penis in the Dreamers, like his erect cock. In, yeah, yeah. First erect cocks I saw in a movie. Screen. It's just so weird. To see. Yeah, it is. Uh, it well now it's just weird to see like any nudity on a big screen, like an erect penis you just don't see in a movie. Heads exploding. So totally that's cool. why they have anyway, to rewrite my script. Anyway, what did you? He had a point about Black Widow or something. No, just I like her haircut uh, this uh, way now. Rex penis was yeah. a good segue to that. Well, and also I think it's good that uh, that they let Black Widow like she's been around, like she's been with like Daredevil, Captain America, uh, and the Winter Soldier. Like she's I, I don't three know. boyfriends. They're not what afraid. They're not afraid to have her have a lot of boyfriends. You know, it's mm-hmm. not. I feel like back in the '90s they would have been like, "This she can't be with lots of different guys. That's dirty." Like, so it's three boyfriends, Hank. Well, what in comic book world? Like, it, to even state that Spider-Man is having sex is, was a weird thing to do. Screwing a midget right now. That, loves <laughs> I don't think they have uh, had sex. I think that is the line Dan Slott would never cross: is that uh, even, Doc Ock does not get to have sex with Peter's body. They imply they've, they've no, no, not no, only they've had no, sex, but they are fucking. No, him. no. Yes, they do. Uh-uh. What? No. Go in ahead. the in Prove the in the Venom comic, they're making out in their in the uh, in the Venom storyline, they're making out about to fuck, 
and then he gets called away to Venom. And there's but been they're no having a conversation as in they've never had se- like as no he was like what before. really here like he hasn't had sex with her like nice. that is the line they won't cross Great. they I think uh, Slot doesn't even like it when they talk about him having sex like when he was dating uh, Cassie Carly Carly, Carly. like Mom. just to imply that they were having sex but speaking of Batman let's <laughs> Batman. do. The Spider-Man Batman Trivia Challenge back for the first time in about a month. Woo. Come on. All right. So do we have the music? I need double damn music, do. Chris. I'm not doing it. It's there. Oh, wait. No, you hate when we talk over it. Okay. Who is going to go first? I don't have the book, guys. So, But let me just explain. If you're this new to this one. show, which you couldn't possibly be. We don't get new listeners. Uh, but that I bought these books called... Uh, you know what? I should plug the books. They are the unofficial Spider-Man and Batman trivia... <laughs> wait, let me read the cover. Spider-Man and Batman, the unofficial Spider-Man trivia challenge written by Alan Kistler? Kistler? Jew. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, no, he's a good comic book uh, a writer about comics. And so, Anyways, yeah, these are, these are really good books. Ooh, this is going to be nice and excruciating. Full of deep... Comic book trivia. Okay, so now Chris has the Spider-Man book. Mm-hmm. Brett has a Batman book. I will be answering questions for both, but they will be asking the other two people a question from the book. So, all right, let's go. Um, I like this one. Uh, in the 1991 arcade game, Spider-Man the Ooh. video game, Ooh. what other heroes appeared alongside Namor? Uh, Namor, uh, uh, Black Cat, Hawkeye. Cat, Hawkeye, Namor, Black Cat, Hawkeye. Got it. What? No. They can't got it. No. Brett started no. saying it first. No, you're correct. I don't, is that Black Cat, Namor, Hawkeye. I think on the rules on Jeopardy, that it, the, you, it's who buzzes in first. And he, well, he you first. might say this is a very unscientific way. Have, to, have you? I've read, I read about the guy who's winning on Jeopardy now, or at least was last week. Who I like, haven't watched it in like a week. So uh, really? I think I'm missing this dude. This I'm is the guy that. I haven't been home Apparently at 7 he's, o'clock. he's ruining it for viewers. Yeah, they say yeah, he's he, broken he, the code. He jumps around so much, that, and it's really annoying to watch because you don't get to have that feeling of going all the way through a category mm-hmm. he'll jump around all over the place trying to get the daily doubles before anyone else can get mm-hmm. them it's um, working for him it's working for him but it's also like you do still have to know answers to the fucking questions so well like, he is he's also very smart he, yeah he knows it's like, it's like a booze rule it's like well yeah it's not as fun to watch i get it but like at like he still has to know the answers to the questions yeah. when he gets them like otherwise he's gonna lose so mm-hmm. whatever uh both the use yes there's no way anyone's ever going to grab onto my books. Any of these questions. Chris, this is for you, too. Got it. As seen in JLA Classified Number 1. Okay. There's a storage chamber in the Batcave where the Dark Knight uh-huh. keeps alien technology That's and right. weapons. What's the nickname for this storage chamber? Uh, um, Chris, make fun of it. What do you think they would call that? I'm going to say the Bat Vault. Closet 51? Close. Oh, man. It's a thing full of... Ancient, like alien, Closet X, alien technology, Cave X, Area Bat, Bat, think, think, bat. think even broader and dumber. K fifty one, Roswell, Bat Roswell, uh, UFO. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Sci Fi Closet. The Sci Fi <laughs> Closet. All right. Let me just say that sounds stupid, but that was a comic written but. by. It was a comic written by Grant Morrison, and it was supposed to be postmodern. <laughs> Grant Morrison hadn't written Batman to that point, and Batman had just been the Dark Knight, and so he was implying 
He the the Dark Knight had been super serious and super grounded all this time, and he has a secret sci-fi closet where all the fun sci-fi gadgets he's not supposed to use in his own books are kept. Cool. That's that's also what Mark Hamill needs to come out of. Um, what um, sci-fi closet? Henry, what actor played a role in the film Sound of Music and later portrayed Spider-Man? What? Uh, what? What? I'm I don't know. I'm, betting, the, I'm going to guess in the '70s TV show. Yeah, I'm betting '70s TV show guy, but I don't know. I, I do not the know. Nicholas Hammond. Nicholas Hammond. Oh, uh, Nicky H. Ah, Nick, Nicky H. Now um, there was news about uh, the guy who played the Flash on the '90s TV show. Early '90s TV show has been cast in the Flash new show. Oh, really? John Wesley Ship, aka Dawson's dad from Dawson's Creek. He was. He was. Peter Parker. Wow, they really keep it in the WB family, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. It's Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the 1977 cartoon. No, we were both. Oh, wait, wait, wait not, maybe not the cartoon. What? Sorry, the 1977 series? There was a one-season live-action TV show uh, because of Wonder Woman being so big, yeah. lots of superheroes. Back to my tab that just has Sonic is gay open. And he like climbed ropes. It was yep. a bad show. It was a really bad show. All right, both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the animated universe, Batman the animated series mm-hmm. and the related direct video films, mm. license plates and certain viewed records state Gotham City is located in what state? Oh. Illinois, Pennsylvania, no. New York. New York. Oh, of course, yeah. really? Yeah. New York that seemed too New York? obvious. I know that's why you're trying to bullshit. Um, the sci-fi closet in New York, where you're doing. All right, last round. I'm going to delete the propers here. The proper name. Okay. Um, in in the 1981 Spider-Man cartoon series, Blank played the role of Red Skull. Uh, what famous robot hero is Blank most well known for? Famous robot hero. This uh, is a guy who was the voice in the night. Oh, okay. It was. It must be Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. It is totally Peter Cullen. Who the answer is credited as famous for the role of Bumblebee. What? <laughs> yes. I, look, Wait, but it is Peter Cullen. It is Peter Cullen. What? That doesn't make any sense. The answer doesn't make any sense. Wait, he was Bumblebee also? I, I, let's not harp on this. I think, I think I it's think a typo. Got something a little wrong. A typo. Yeah. Like, oh, whoops. Instead of typing Bumblebee. Well, no, okay. Just a, a slip. <laughs> instead of typing Optimus Prime, I typoed Bumblebee. <laughs> All right. Uh, question. Who was the first member of the Wayne family to inhabit Wayne Manor? I'm going to say Thomas Wayne the first. No. Damn. Wait, I, I didn't hear. God the damn. first member of the Wayne family to live in Wayne Manor. It was his grandfather, the uh, Nazi owl guy. What? No. No? Was it his mom? Imagine if it was named after someone in Hootie and the Blowfish. I Only want to be with you, Wayne? I, I don't know any members of Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> by name. What is Hootie's <laughs> name? Darius Wayne. There you go. Darius wow. Wayne. Darius wow. Rockin'. All I want to be with you. Uh, hold my hand. Buddy. Uh, All I want to be with you. I'd listen to Dave Matthews a lot before that. That's the worst. The no. video game Maximum Carnage. Wait, we were going to stop. Players could act as Spider-Man or one of his enemies. Which enemy could players use? Venom. Is Venom Henry took Henry swept that that fucking question, That's Elson. Hope, All right, one one, hurts. one final one. All right, here. Come on. Chris, give me that book. What? <laughs> you can't read ahead. <sighs> oh wait, well you'll never answer questions from it. Never. As never. He, as he escaped Darkseid's time exile and made his way back out to modern day Gotham City, Batman mm-hmm. found himself in a place outside of space and time. 
What is the name of this strange facility? Oh, fuck me. It's where, uh, it's where Booster Gold hangs out, too, in the Rex Time Dude. It's where Brett Spiner got killed by that alien. Oh, God. Dan Juergens wrote about it all the time. It was like... Uh, it's, a great, it's a great car movie. It's a very late 80s type of name, I bet. Car Wait, movie. Car movie? Uh, Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point. Damn wow, it. really? Fucking <laughs> A. <laughs> All right, yeah. you win. All right, put him away. Henry's a big loser. I didn't do so good in that one, I have to say. Yeah, you got Not Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You did Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm, I didn't know Nick Hammond, though. But uh, but I just don't know much about the cast of uh, I don't Sound know music. much about The fact music. we knew there was a 70s show, I think, is enough. Yeah. Well, because I was... Uh, I'll tell you when I watched that 70s show. It was on, it was every, on night every Sunday Fox, night on Fox. Mm-hmm. No, the... Uh, it was one of those... Nights, uh, it was one like the first times like, I spent like any other night. It was one of the first times I spent the night at a friend's house, like <laughs> I was age like seven or something. And so, <laughs> this is an experience the kids don't have anymore, I'm sure. Which is the mom takes you to the video store and you can rent a video to watch. Now, the mom says, What app do you want me to buy? Yeah, but so, or I'm turning on Netflix, just watch it. But we go to the video store and there's a Spider-Man live action thing. And yeah. My mind is like so yeah. excited. Like, what could this be? And then I watch it and it's so boring, especially <laughs> yeah. to a kid. It's uh, just it was, a bunch of 70s TV like subplots. It's yeah. awful acting. Every Marvel thing that came on video. Yeah. I, I, just, I, remember, I listened to a, an interview with Topher Grace on The Nerdist. Mm-hmm. And he was he's talking about being internet shy and people being dicks on the internet. And it, it's just... I made me laugh he's like and every time I walk into like people are way different I don't know why the internet makes people such dicks and then I, every time I walk into a comic book store someone stops me and loved you as Venom and like well you're certainly never anyone I've met on the internet yeah. <laughs> at all like I, how like that that is such a foreign th- it's, it's said to him in person constantly and never said to him on the internet no, the opposite like, on the internet that's our job too where it's like <laughs> yes. everyone I meet in person is like oh, yeah, great and then everyone on the internet is awful uh, yeah, well, that was that was the whole thing that came up this week with Flappy Bird too. That like the yeah. the Flappy Bird guy, somebody collected all these tweets of once, well, whatever with Flappy Bird. Like that's all another thing. But when he said he was going to stop selling the thing on the App Store, which some people seem to think to to mean he was going to take their copies of Flappy Bird from them, which he wasn't doing, but that he was just going to stop selling it. He got. That somebody collected like dozens of at replies like fuck you I will murder you you are dead if you take this off the store right. and then other ones that were like I will kill myself if you take this off the store like how can you how can you like to see hundreds of those just appear over time yeah. it's, and that, I love people keep saying like it's the internet the, the, the cloud of anonymity allows mm. people to act like that and like well I'll say from my position that most of this comes from Facebook and YouTube, which is now You're comprised fi- mostly yeah. of real names and their faces. Same with Twitter. I cannot and, believe people who like would say, like, just search on Twitter the N-word, mm-hmm. but uh, written out, not the, the quote, the phrase, the N-word. And you will see all these people just tweeting all this shit, and you're like... That's your name. That's a picture of you. Dude, like that, that makes me feel super old. But like, dude, I love. I I, I don't get to say the offensive things that I, I think are funny anymore. Like all the time, because. I can't because my name is attached to my face. Mm. But I do like that. I do like offensive things and the amount, the kind of shit that comes out of people's mouth. I'm like, why would you put that next to your face? 
I know for for the entire world to say it to the world to say it to the world for more attention, please. And, and it's so easy to just paste in someone's Twitter feedback and like same with. Get it. it always feels weird to me when people black out someone's name when they have an offensive Facebook reply, and I'm like, yeah. but they said it on Facebook in front of everyone, <laughs> like. Yeah. They seem to be cool with everybody seeing this. They knew what Facebook was. This I wasn't. Think, those are yeah. people from our generation. Like, well, I'm not going to reveal their identity, <laughs> but hundreds of people now will. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they know exactly what that blurred avatar. Who that yeah. blurred, that blurred avatar is. <sighs> All right, and hey, we should talk. Internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to talk real quickly about the show Gotham. Which is, uh, we haven't really talked about it much on the show. Is but it supposed to be like... Um, it is kind of the Smallville of Batman, but in that... To the, Gotham Central? It seems Gotham Central-y, mm-hmm. but the main character is Girl Gordon. Powers. It's Gordon. Mm. But so the, apparently the first episode, the pilot is the murder of the Waynes. Mm-hmm. And then the show will just, if it goes like Smallville, it'll be a 10-year show and end with the arrival of Batman. <laughs> And so it's just like Lois and Clark, a nice tight. So Batman will be seventeen years old when that shows up. I guess they could just say he gets his parents get killed at age eleven. Here's the thing: twenty-one. You know, DC's movie plans are not going to go very, not going to go as well. No. Mm -hmm. So ten years from now, they can literally call in any Batman actor ever to come (laughs) play. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice because it's like that. I mean, Gotham Central was a fantastic comic, but it Mm. is like. If it's a pol- just a police procedural, like a in police that procedural, world. but that is the beginning of Gotham as the crazy mm-hmm. place, like that's kind of neat. Like to see the Riddler become the. But yeah. I mean, well, but they've cast the guy who is the Penguin now. Yeah, like, and that's where I get kind of confused because it's like, I guess this depends on which version of Batman, which timeline, whatever movie versus cartoon versus this era of the comics and that show, this whatever. But it seemed like a lot of those villains didn't really show up until Batman created them yeah 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 well the the penguin or is that just like an outdated idea well that it is a common it can, batman trope it's so man malleable it can be whatever right. but i feel like definitely the joker shouldn't ever show up on the show yeah probably he not. should never but the yeah, like the penguin or the, the just oswald cobblepot should exist penguin, in that world penguin like, should definitely and then there's Harvey all kinds Dent. of Dent should be in it, but him being Two Face, I think, is too tight no to way. Batman. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so they they cast like a man named uh, Ben McKenzie is is James Gordon. He was on the show Southland, mm-hmm. which is a show I always read good things about, and I never watched. It's on TNT. Can't watch it. And they also uh, they cast you know Captain Essen, if you remember that character from Year One. If, uh, if not, I won't spoil what her deal is. They casted Alfred. They casted. Uh, James, I guess, wife or maybe fiance, uh, Barbara Keene. That's Aaron Gordon. Sharon, like, it's nobody I've heard of well, in most of the roles. Donald Loach. Thank you. I was getting to so that. I don't know. I just saw Yeah, Do- Donald Loge. I always thought it was Donald. Donald. Donald Loge is Harvey Bullock. And I think that's... He's, that's great. He's good as a comic relief That's guy. fantastic. Like, because I, he's, he's a, there's a movie he's a, he stars in called The Tao of Steve. Yes. That is so... It's not a great movie. I loved it, but he just plays the the perfect loudmouth shithead uh, <laughs> that, that no one really likes but is good at certain mm-hmm. things. And I have a quick Donald Lowe story that you were there for. Me, you, and Heidi went to that show, yeah. the, um, the, geez, like four SF Sketch Fests ago of the Thrilling Adventure Hour that he was on. And... 
we were just walking out of the show and we were talking like, yeah, that person was good. That person was good. And then I was like, and I, one of us said like, well, I like Donald Loge. And then I remember Heidi asking like, who's that guy? And then I said like, oh, he was on Terriers. It was a show that everybody said was going to get canceled really fast. And I didn't really watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I turned behind me and Donald Loge is right <sighs> behind me walking out. Yes. Like, that did but what the fuck does he care what I said? Like I'm one of a million dumbasses. He's great. That- and, and to, Wow, to make myself feel super old, Elston, he was Jimmy the Cab Driver on MTV <laughs> in Whoa. the 90s. Who would do, <laughs> I did, like, I saw those things before I realized what he would yeah. he would describe music videos yeah. to the people in his cab and it was and I thought of it the other day, and then his name is Cochise. Yeah. And they like hilarious just a yeah. great character uh, Jimmy the Cab Driver opened to up the MTV be movie around in a <laughs> preteen when fucking Sabotage was new <laughs> when it wasn't like one of the most overplayed this, the first note on the radio ugh. and the video that went along with it is astounding it was it's so good it's it, such a great the video guy is, the guy now is the guy who directed it is now nominated for an Oscar because that's how good <laughs> that video was Spike Jones. he made well, her yeah. You didn't know that? Her. Brett has seen her. Sabotage. I, have seen her. I haven't and, seen her. And yet. the voice of Scarlett Johansson. It's y'all. It's a sabotage. <laughs> and I love that. that Such a good song. And like it's a right. slow motion yeah. of like a 90 foot car yeah. making a three inch jump. Yeah. But again, <laughs> you know, when I first saw Sabotage, it was on the Beavis and Butthead show. And I remember like noticing that they didn't make fun of it, they were huge fans of it. And I was like, Oh, the right Mike Judge doesn't want to make fun of the Beastie Boys. He loves this. It's video. a great video. It I is. I mean, it what it is. It's just. It's kind uh, of like a terrible song. Like I can imagine a parent of any age. Oh hating, yeah. Listen, all y'all, it's sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> like what parent wouldn't hate? Well, sabotage? and you put it that way. <laughs> I don't know. I only listen to Bora- I only listen to Broadway standards. I standard. listen to Paul's Boutique. I, I listen, listen to Dave. It oh. is the cool thing now to say that Paul's Boutique is better than um, Ill... Shit, no. I can't even remember the, the name. Cool the thing now is loving the Beastie Boys and not liking any other hip-hop because you're racist shitheads mm-hmm. and they get played on rock radio and yeah. no other black. What what's going on with the... Now the Roots are freed from their obligation with oh, Jimmy Fallon. True. Now fucking... Uh, they can go the, back to being ignored. Did you see one of the guys who's, who's on the... Who's the bass player of Jimmy Fallon's new late-night band? No. It's... Uh, oh, God. Fred Armisen. I Fred, that's, that's uh, Seth Meyers. Well, no, okay, sorry, Ugh, sorry, sorry. I don't understand that at all. If that's real I, or not, <laughs> it would be fun. I think it's pretty funny if it is. Mm-hmm. Who were the last two guests on Jay Leno's Tonight Show? Do you know? I did not see, I Oprah. Well, he had Tequila. Tequila. Nope. No, it was very. <laughs> it was very specific to his show, to his era. It, it was very fitting. Rich Little. Gallagher. Garth Brooks Jesus. and his and the guy who was his first ever guest, Larry the Cable, Billy Crystal, <laughs> Billy Crystal oh. and Garth Brooks. It is a oh. slice of 1994. That's pretty you've that's, seen. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, should have had Jim Carrey on there primming Dumb and Dumber. Well, then it was just funny to see. I saw people mocking the show just because they're like, "What." crappy celebrities he had to show up to wish him goodbye and I was like yeah because all the cool guys even the remotely cool people aren't going to show up on his last show like they they don't think he's cool it is weird dude dude hosted a, a nightly television show for years and nobody publicly liked him <laughs> yeah. eh, something like his, his bit in uh, Louis seemed to humanize him in some weird eh, way to me that is that 
why didn't he just release that episode in theaters? <laughs> that, that that whole arc. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Why heard Dana Gould say a nice thing about like that? He Dana Gould was saying like I hate this shit out of Jay Leno mm-hmm. and what he does, and he's uh, he, he, it's a sad thing to see what happened in his career. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but he is one of the nicest people I've ever heard of. That I, he says, I know people whose surgery have been paid for by Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Like, but he did yeah. say he was banned from his show for a while. Yeah, because <laughs> so. he made fun of him because he mm-hmm. sucks. Like, yeah, you see this? Hear this, guys? Yeah, this? this. You hear about this? <laughs> and what's he even going to do now? Now that he's not like he he loved being on TV <laughs> five nights a week forever. Like he hated taking a break. I just read. EW had this thing like, here's a history of people hating Jay Leno from like 1992 to now. And it's like, it's great. But even like one of them was like, what's the worst thing anybody has ever said to you? And I just read it in Jay Leno's voice. Somebody once told me, I hope you die of AIDS in one of your expensive cars. <laughs> uh, that was like in like 1997. Like, bravo, sir. Whoever said that to Jay Leno and got to him. When that one comedian, <laughs> Cameron. What if I do die of AIDS in one of my That always sounds like r- rugby the, the tiger. <laughs> what I if I do die of AIDS? the late night talk show host. <laughs> All right. We should talk about the question of the week from last week. On your windows <laughs> what do you feel Dude, about on. our, our right, coworker yes. Yuri? Likes Laser Time and just got to that episode uh, this week. Oh wow! And I'm like, dude, why would you listen to that now? How do you have any connection to the Laser Time Christmas episode? Which well, yeah, he's not from America. To, yeah. And guess what? What has a Windows phone? Like every <laughs> everything wow. got to him. Like all of that is so true. Wow, that's great. <laughs> all right, question of the week from last week, number seventy nine. How do you feel about those Days of Future Past costumes? Oh, man. I didn't realize that I, I when I linked people to sh- see the costumes, they were on Empire Magazine. Yeah. They, they had specialized covers. I didn't realize they had, they had fucking 18 covers. Yeah. Like, I think I, I think I said that when you were busy looking at your fucking phone. Windows phone. So the first reply was uh, Super <laughs> Giraffe, which he says, yeah, Quicksilver looks dumb as fuck. My biggest problem is how black all their costumes are. Yeah. A few people have some dark colors mixed in, but it's just so bland to look at. Yep. Give them a variety of colors to really make them pop. And uh, then Cody Stovall says, Fossbender's Magneto looks awesome. Way better than the, end of the, than the one at the end of First Class, which I disagree with. And then he says, edit after hearing the podcast. Seriously, Henry, what the fuck? It's like you try to disagree with me. That Magneto costume at the end of first class was a slap-dash-together slap piece of bright plastic. The plane-by-itself helmet of the film was a better look. I, you know what, buddy? I disagree with you. Oh, we, need a, we need a Henry disagrees button. Um, let me see what I got right here. Henry, you want to disagree with someone again real quick? You know what, Cody Stovall? I disagree with you. <laughs> Hey, I love you, Co- <laughs> I love you, Cody Stovall. I appreciate the 883 posts you've put on, on the this, forums. I opened up this tab again, and all these pictures of Black Widow came up. Let's, Let's see here. Ra- it's chugging all the resources. Raccoon Hale says, uh, oh I love God. the future costumes. Yeah. Also love how de- deliciously retro the past costumes are. Quicksilver's only problem is his name. What? I don't agree with that. Can someone get the... Can you slap the Scarlett Johansson pictures away from Nelson? It's not just her. It's the black... Anyway, I was going to look up uh, Magneto. Mm-hmm. 
first class. You can't spell Magneto without Nito. JJB Sterling says, Past Magneto and Bishop are probably my favorites of the bunch. Everyone else varies from boring to bad. I'm looking at you, Quicksilver. Kind of sad when the porn version of Quicksilver looks better than the real one. Ooh, Look boy. at the porn version of Quicksilver. Wow, that, does, that looks pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, God, is that really what Magneto looked like at the end of that movie? I remember liking it. I'll admit I haven't looked at it since that movie. I don't know if you want to look at this. I I love how purple and loud and ugly it is. Like, that's what it was in the comics. I love the helmet. The helmet looks great. You had a pair of bell bottoms in in there. You can can get in a fucking red carpet. It does look like something uh, Ian McKellen would wear. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Uh, is, is that, that uh, what, is that what they say? It was is weird. It was. Duh, I don't know if you guys looked at uh, one Charlie Barrett's Facebook recently, but he went to was crazy. Manhattan and saw two different uh, two different Broadway shows. One of which starring Ian McKellen and, Pat, and uh, Patrick Stewart. And he took a picture of Ian McKellen just mm-hmm. walking the streets in like a hoodie and shit. It looks yeah. so weird to see him in like. Guy's too cool. Yeah, he's oh god. I, I'd never want him to die. Jesus, why would you? Why would you put that burden on that man? Of he's all not people? allowed. He's to. not allowed. The guy who's eighty years old probably had no, a lot of seventy. Gay sex. Pretty, whoa, <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he lived through the eighties like any one of us, Hank. Yeah, I was in there. You were in there. What, what are you supposed Wait, to do? Yeah, we were all having unprotected anal sex. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Gonna gonna keep going here. Uh, oh, Greg Henninger's driving buddy, which is a very specific games radar reference. Love it. Love uh, it. He he's a little jokester saying, "I like Mystique's costume." Ha <laughs> <laughs> But that I I think I read something with her that she said that this time she's wearing she just wore a blue bodysuit mm-hmm. and they just made up her face. She didn't have a bunch of like basically like chest pieces didn't attached have a lot of time to with Jennifer Lawrence I'm going to guess yeah but I mean around. with the way technology is now why Jennifer do... Lawrence yeah, yeah. I, I'm really astounded she came back to do this that was contractually her? obligated I, they signed when you I think uh, I think she could have gotten out of it maybe well they delayed filming of it mm-hmm. for her to film uh, the Hunger Games part two mm-hmm. like wow I didn't realize that was her yeah wow. well she wasn't famous to you at that point I guess when right. the first Correct. one came out you never saw a winter's bone you didn't see her cherubic face? You didn't recognize her cherubic face? No. Uh, let's see. Awkward Loser says, I feel torn like Natalie and Bruglia about these costumes. <laughs> Either you look lame in black leather like the X3 team, except Ellen Page who looks cool. Awkward. Oh, or look, or you look wacky and out of place like X-Force and X-Factor. Or you look quaint and silly like the Nixon men. Okay. Awkward <laughs> Loser, I don't. I know this is how you feel. I don't want you to be out of faith. Huh. Uh, Found them broken on the floor. Yeah, not none of that. <laughs> Cut to life. <laughs> oh, uh, Darth Ender X says Quicksilver uh, doesn't really bother can me. Someone that wake much. me up inside when you're done with all that. Wake yeah. me. <laughs> Darth Ender X says I don't mind a Quicksilver that much. He looks like a Scott Pilgrim character. He to does. Me. Well, that's fine for Scott Pilgrim. And he says I want to know what's going on with Colossus's giant it's head. His, if he's the commissioner of the vegan police, then God, this is uh, good old Batman boy wrote in that, uh, well, I'm very happy the costumes aren't leather anymore and they do look cool enough, but since the MCU is using diverse and in many cases extremely faithful costumes, I'm very disappointed how little variety there is in the suits. Plus, Quicksilver looks so damn awful. Because you're so damn ugly. You're so damn ugly. <laughs> I-, I knew you'd like that one. 
Apes. Where I come from, only college students are wearing beards. Uh, I just love making no love. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't trust anyone over 30. <laughs> oh, God, so good. All right. A uh, couple more real quick. Um, let's see here. White... December wrote the costumes are fine in being optimistic I think Quicksilver in being in both franchises is a way for them to eventually do Avengers versus X-Men and then lastly I am indifferent oh yeah this is Darth Orange I'm indifferent to most of them because they look bland as shit except Quicksilver Quicksilver looks awesome and his costume oozes personality everyone else is just meh Kitty Pride just looks like Ellen Page for fuck's sakes they don't even try I gotta say that Ellen Page picture, yeah, it's just she's just yeah. wearing a nice blazer. She like, is. She looks great. Well, Ellen Page looks great. I love Ellen Page. I do I love small lesbians? <laughs> she's not. That. I didn't say that. What? Just because she had those pictures where she was like making out with Drew Barrymore somewhere? That's, oh, I thought you were thinking of Michelle Rodriguez. Well, yeah, she was seen canoodling. Canoodling, as the as the paper said. Oh, we've devolved in the Hank Hank gossip hour. Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. No, okay. Question of the week for this one, real quick. So, did you guys see, I haven't uh, watched, I need to actually watch it myself, but they, they put out all, on the Iron Man 3 DVD, I believe it was, uh, All Hail the King, which oh, was a yeah. short film starring Ben Kingsley as Mandarin, mm-hmm. and like it's just about him going to jail, and it's a really cool idea. I was just reading up about it, that the, the writer of it, who was also the writer of the Iron Man films, just said, you know, we have these cool concepts Dude, that we what? can't. No, no, the okay. another of the credit writers. He just said, we have these cool concepts like the Mandarin that we could barely explore in the film because of the twist. You can't, you don't get that much time with this fun character. Mm-hmm. And he said, we should just make a short film and explore this universe more. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe can be bigger than just the film, the feature-length films. Mm-hmm. And I really like that idea that they're going to start doing stuff like that and get the actors to the come short in. short films are so, to do so great that they, yeah. they do. So, so is it, is that that's out now to watch? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, for months. I'm sure it's out on YouTube. I I was just I read an interview about it. I just like I don't buy any of those movies. Tell no, me, put out the big set like that. Mm-hmm. I'll buy Phase Two definitely. Set. Uh, it's, in 2017. That's, that's my yep. One of my biggest complaints about the Disney Store right now. I keep going in there trying to find the Marvel Vinylmations and their Marvel section now. I, I was sort of like, please extend beyond children's stuff. I love that you have Hulk costumes here. Mm. I love that you have children Iron Man costumes here and little Avenger sets. And, and even these beginner storybooks that are the authentic origins of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Iron Man done in storybook form. I love that. But please, there's like an adult. They do have thing. Disney things for grown-ups there. They do. They yeah. have tons of Disney stuff for grown-ups. And the one section they had, this giant display... I walk over to it every time like it's going to be something different. All it is is a display case of the Phase 1 suitcase. <laughs> and that's all. It, it still looks nice. It's it's very nice. But like I've already decided I don't need that in my life. I can't justify it. Let's like, put a different $100 Marvel object in here and let me decide whether I want it. Okay, so what Marvel Cinematic Universe short film sure. would you like to see mm. them use to explore? I'm going to go first and mm. say... That, uh, you know what, it is definitely too expensive for them to do it because he's a digital effect. But I definitely want a Rocket Raccoon short film mm. with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray release. Like He is so cool on his own, I bet. And I'm hoping 
that the film is not a bomb and that it is a huge success and Rocket Raccoon becomes the hot new kid's toy and he's like everywhere. That's what I hope. And that he would get his own CG side film. That is, that is my hope. One of the things I want to stop in this universe, uh-huh. not the Marvel universe, is this anti-Ryan Reynolds stuff. <laughs> he is a good actor. He's a funny uh, dude. And he had a terrible, terrible opportunity to be Deadpool. And I don't think there's... those. The Deadpool movie is not going forward. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Marvel, <laughs> just without even asking, had a short film... Mm-hmm. Of Ryan Reynolds, I want to see. I want to see what his de- his Deadpool might have been, without. Yeah, because again, the like I don't remember it particularly well, but the beginning, awful. yeah, when yeah he was just being a loudmouth shithead, yes, which like, is what he's supposed to be. When I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like he's he had not four dead- minutes of goodness. There, it was yeah. four minutes of like he's not Deadpool yet. This is just a loudmouth mercenary. That's like mm. that's fine. But I want to see him become this unhinged. Weirdo, I think, and we never got that. Guardians of the Galaxy does really well, and they surprise the fuck out of everybody with that. And they're like, "What is Fox going to do? Huh? Yeah, do something. (laughs) Do something." (laughs) They're trying their best to make the X Men Fantastic Four cinematic universe. Oh boy, none of that involves Deadpool. Uh, They do still own Deadpool. None of that will involve Deadpool or Ryan Ryan Reynolds. It won't. It won't. Bread? Do you have one? (laughs) It's not the first time. I like uh, saying that sometimes. I'm having trouble remembering all the characters that are around right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can't. I, before you would have said, like, oh, A.G. Coulson, but he's got another show now. I, I don't need that. Um, we got enough of that guy. Yeah. Uh, Maria Hill? I mean, she's definitely cool. Well, now that her show's over, mm-hmm. Colby Smolders can. I, she mm-hmm. better join this Shield. I class. hope she's in it more often, Cast. at least. Maria uh, Hill is a great character. Yeah, no, she's, she's great. Awesome. Maria Hill being in there more would be great. I mean,. I mean, I'm also just excited to see Daredevil and Iron Fist and stuff come to Netflix. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to think of like a like even just a short film. I mean, like I've been harping on Black Widow is a really cool character even outside of my ongoing fetish, but it's still like she doesn't like it's. But Scarlett Johansson's pricey. She's pricey, but it's like you've got her on the hook for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. or or conversely, uh, you know, Banner just being Banner. You don't even have to go down the Hulk. Like the threat of him turning into the Hulk can make for an interesting short of him. Just like is are they are they gonna is he is he because that'd be be yeah, expensive. Be but Marvel made a billion dollars, so yeah. uh, you, you know. Have you played the Lego Marvel game? No. At all. It's the one of the neatest things about it is that you start out as Hulk, but like part of Hulk's powers is being able to turn into Bruce Banner. <laughs> and that, that factors into the game. That's you can funny. do it with a button press. And I do. I, yeah, I seriously love it that they give Bruce things I, to do. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing the Lego movie. I've been hearing all this good stuff about it. And one of the funnier jokes in it is that, like, Batman and Superman are in there, too, as is Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. ba- Batman is played by Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I, I read this thing today that there's a joke in the movie, just a one off joke of Batman or Superman not liking Green Lantern. <laughs> who in the film are played by Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill because the guys who wrote 21 Jump Street also wrote Lego. So they put, put back together the 21 Jump Street guys. So there's just a joke about Superman making like not liking Green Lantern. And then fucking Seinfeld comes out and is like, they're ripping off this joke I made in an in an online only American Express ad with the with Patrick good. Warburton Superman. That was great. That but was... nobody remembers that. Uh, I don't remember. No, nobody, I nobody bends rods anymore. 
Yeah, that was on the TV one. This was an online only right. one. Nobody, nobody remembers that one. Mm. Anyway, but it's fun to watch, and then to know that Patrick Warburton is the one playing Superman in it. It's, I love it. Did you not see? it? Do you remember those credit card commercials, Brad? Vaguely. It was yeah that uh, Jerry Seinfeld with the power of credit cards would I mean, save the of, day. Sort of. It's there is I I don't love the show comedians in cars getting coffee. Nah. But yeah. there's an episode where he. Every episode, Jerry Seinfeld picks up another comedian in a weird car. Him and his fucking cars. And it's usually his buddies. And you can tell he, he picks up Patton Oswalt, who isn't his buddy, but has been told by his people that he's very popular. So he picks him up in a DeLorean or something, and it breaks uh-huh. down in front of Patton Oswalt's house. <laughs> and he asks Patton Oswalt, oh, so what would you do with Superman? And it was just like, it was just like, well, I guess since you're asking. And, and then he does, and it's just like, he you can just tell he like kind of simultaneously blows Jerry Seinfeld's mind mm-hmm. and really pisses him off at the same moment. Like, well, yeah. I didn't expect a real answer out of it. Yeah. Well, Seinfeld's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the Superman guy. Like, no, this, this guy reads comics every week. Like, it's a great scene in the Comedians of Comedy movie where him, him and Brian Posehn go to comic book day. Comic book it's day. like, it's new comic book day. We got to buy comics. And they're buying comics and talking about them while being filmed. And then at a, at a certain point, Patton goes like, can you stop filming? It's, I, I feel really embarrassed right now. Like I feel, I feel like I look like a child on this thing. I do wonder when someone's like, like someone like Seinfeld, where it's like, oh, I'm a huge, huge Superman fan. I want to be like, what did you read? Mm-hmm. You've never seen. Well, You're a fake nerd girl. Well, no, st- no, 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 no. It starts and ends here. Seinfeld. Have you seen the internet? No, never. Right. Never. I guess because it's more just like anyone who loves Superman that much. I'm more like. That's fine, but like, why? Like, I'm just baffled. It's more of a concept thing. They don't read yeah, the comics. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, it's a concept where it's like, what was the last comic? Or the com- visual or whatever. Because I'm like, every Superman comic I've ever read, I was like, wow, if I wasn't already completely bought into the idea of space and lasers and, and like deep nerd lore of a Superman comic, I, w- I couldn't read any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Or it's like. It's impenetrable. Yeah. Or, he, or it's needlessly grim and dark and violent. Hi. Or. It's something like Superman for All Seasons, which I guess has to be more in line with what they're reading. Like a yeah. one-off or, or a story that gets to the idea of Completely Superman. Completely unrelated. Yeah, unrelated to what's actually happening. But he is a huge... In like every episode of but Seinfeld, in, in, his, in Seinfeld's right. apartment, is a Superman bust. Yeah. And that's yeah. not cheap or you can do without permission. No, I, but there's different levels. Like you... It, you could he could say I like Superman. He probably grew up watching like the George Reeve show. That's or what I'm guessing. Like it comes from like George Reeve, Christopher Reeve. And he throws and, a gun at him. But if you asked him like, what do you think of Alan Moore's What Happened yeah. to the Man of Tomorrow? He wouldn't have any answer. But that would be like the the lamest question you could ask Pat Oswalt. He'd be just like, what the most famous thing everyone's got a yeah. opinion on? It's fine. Yeah. yeah. One last thing. About Superman was that I read a funny tweet from Dan Slotch to Je- Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns had this tweet that was like, wow, look at this awesome inspirational video. It's this kid watching Superman fly for the first time in The Man of Steel. And it, this kid gets super excited watching Superman mm-hmm. fly. And then Dan Slott quoted him and in his at reply said, what, uh, what happens when he saw Superman break that guy's neck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's another thing I thought of when I'm like, watching that movie and thinking about it again later and all the stuff everyone's already said about Man of Steel but I am mm-hmm. just like every so often remember like t- what about the six year old how do I show like it's just such a it's such a relentless movie for like yeah. a seven year old to watch and I and I mean that in a way that's like like I watched 
like Predator and Alien and RoboCop and uh-huh. all these like ostensibly more violent, darker movies, but they were like they were cartoonish and I think worked on other levels. They, like, but even like something like Aliens, like Predators, not they're not cartoonish. It's just more like. And as a kid, I definitely wasn't processing the parody level of RoboCop. It was yeah. like cool robot that blows everyone away. Um, and the Ed 209 scene is super cool because he blows that guy up so hard. Guy soaked in acid being hit by a car. Well, and Superman was pretty gross. That dude's neck, I just... But, but, that, but the Superman movie is just like, here's a city being destroyed for like 30 minutes. And it's like, even as a kid, I'd be bored by that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just, it's just bored. It goes on and on and on of just like shattering windows. Yeah. Like it, the violence doesn't mean anything at some point where I'm like, this is just lost all meaning to me as a child. And the awe of seeing him fly around is like in kid time 20 years ago <laughs> like and i'm yeah. it's not like there's not kids who wouldn't have liked it i'm just like it just seems like a, a movie very much made for adults which is fine because mm. the christopher nolan batman movies very much were but you could show those to a kid and it's just like a cool movie that happens to some yeah. batman there were still some fun scenes in it where like batman just does a cool thing so you go like oh that's batman that's He's batman cool. doing batman stuff when it's superman it's like i don't I still just I can't figure out who that movie was for. Yeah, I oh, still don't understand. It was for you, people hate hearing <laughs> us talk about the Man of Steel. So. I, like I'm just I'm beyond like shitting on it or like I'm, I'm ready to give it a good watch on my own. I may buy it. Tonight I watched it on the, on an airplane. I did not like it. Didn't like it I saw it. I didn't care for it, but I'm like I don't loathe it. I just don't get it. Like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I don't want to get all in all right. Bit. So, answer that in the forums on LazerTimePodcast.com. What about some plugs, guys? LazerTime ain't on this week, but old man, are going to come roaring back next week? Well, you should listen. If you haven't listened to the recent episodes, they are some gangbuster the ones. 900 number one is 900 so numbers. Fun. 900 one. My, one of my friends texted me that was like, that episode was so funny. The wife, the wife, secret wives hotline was so great. And I Dude. totally forgot that even happened. Dude, like, that... That there's a secret fetish to listen to women's pain. Because yeah, it was just marketed fun, on like, television. I was so humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer in accounting is the worst. Press one. Press for one. one. <laughs> uh, you have it selected. Cattiness. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett, um, VG Empire is yeah. back again. It's always oh my god, it's back again. Oh. Yep. Uh, we just did a Persona episode that you guys loved, which was great, and then we also just posted a Myst- Legend of the Mystical Ninja episode. <laughs> that was fun. Which talks about the Goemon slash Mystical Ninja series. Um, and Chris got to experience the power of the Wii U live on the... Uh, yeah, he downloaded podcast. the game. Uh, From yeah, his seat. That was neat. Mystical Ninja on Wii U. It's great. Uh, Wii Virtual Console. Um, also, Sequential Fart, my Tumblr. <laughs> Uh, which is just out of, out of context comic book panels. Yeah. And, and don't then, forget to listen to Cheap Popcast. Uh, uh, Video Game Apocalypse just yeah. celebrated its 50th episode. And again, the last episode is. I thought it was a terrible idea. Like, let's do a pair. Let's talk about Olympics games. I'm like, fuck the Olympics and every. <laughs> oh, I can talk about caveman games? Let's let's talk about the 600 meter wife throw. Wow. Let's do this. I hate the Olympics. Yes. Uh, I also want to pitch a new podcast Don't. where uh, all we do is talk about Man of Steel, <laughs> Newsroom, and L.A. Noir. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I think we did talk about like for literally nine hours about uh, it. With, with occasional dips about heavy rain. Heavy rain. 
Oh, you're going to get a rope. Lastly, I I haven't clicked on it. I I haven't read it yet, but I'm very impressed that uh, Dan Reichert, a a friend of the show, who's big into comic, uh, no, not comic books, pro wrestling, he just wrote a book about pro wrestling and put it on the eShop that's about the curtain call, an infamous incident in 1996 when... Uh, a bunch of people broke kayfabe in Madison Square Garden. It's all about Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. And it is about what a seminal or seminal moment. <laughs> no, it, it's me. about it is a watershed moment in mm. wrestling history that he expounds upon. And I don't know if he's if he actually got new interviews on his own because he, he is a journalist, but or he just using ones that other people have said, but it's like a, an account of how this changed pro wrestling. It That's looks really I'm, good. I'm, I'm still reading Squared Circle right now. It's still really good, but you, it's you, gotten into the modern era yeah. uh, where there's like the reality era is uh-huh. the newest one we're currently in. Pretty much. That's what he calls it. Yeah. That, uh, um, WWE would call it the universe. I see. Got it. Anyways, until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.